All right. So on the mind of a football coach podcast, we have Coach Livesey back on the podcast. Coach, welcome back with you and your Labradoodles. Well, thank you. Hopefully they won't bark too much. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, I think my girls would love to have the would love to have that dog as they get older. That's they talk yeah. about that a lot. They they are great dogs. They're just uh, they're generally very smart except for apparently our two dogs. Um, but but they're very kind, uh, gentle dogs. They don't shed. Um, mm. And then pretty loyal as well. So. Mm. That's awesome. So, Coach, this morning we were talking a little bit about what we we're going to talk about for the podcast. I would love to talk about Christian education and why you got into Christian education and then we can go from there about, you know, why would somebody send their kid to Christian education and then talk about in your situation, the competitiveness of Christian education, because there are so many private schools in the Atlanta, Atlanta area. Right. Um, well, you know, honestly, how I kind of got into Christian education, just independent schools in general, um, when I finished my teacher certification program, um, or actually while I was going through it, I had known I wanted to coach and through a college coach connection, uh, ended up taking the defensive line job at Marist here in Atlanta, which is a Catholic school, um, and was coaching there while I was going to graduate school, while I was getting certified to teach um, and eventually getting my master's. And once I got my master's, I actually got hired full time at Marist and had been a community coach there for four years and then taught there the last two. And really that was my first experience in the, you know, independent school uh, world from a, from a teaching standpoint, or because I, I went to public school here in Atlanta. Um, and I, you know, I like the structure of it. I like the, um, I don't know. I, I like the discipline. I, I, things were very, there was very regimented, I guess. And, and mm -hmm. maybe that's the nature of being in a Catholic school. I'm not sure. Um, right. I'm not Catholic. So as much as I liked it though, I did feel like from, from the faith standpoint that I really fit into the school, right? Because there was really kind of this feeling of well, you're, you're really not one of us, so you really can't know. So what it was not a very welcoming feeling for, for a non-Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually I had an opportunity to leave, went to a public wow. school for a year, then um, wow. went <laughs> to uh, – a car must have driven by um, – went to Holy Innocence Episcopal School to start their football program there – and of course, it is, an, it is an Episcopal school, which is similar in a lot of ways to a, to a Catholic school. Um, definitely a much more welcoming community. Um, you know, and the Episcopal school or Episcopal church, um, I think was going through, like most churches, was kind of going through kind of a time of flux of, you know, yeah. politically. Mm -hmm. uh, but the school I was at for the for the most of the time was a pretty conservative school, uh, mm -hmm. kind of in Buckhead, downtown Atlanta area, um, and had a great experience there. 
again, I don't know from a face standpoint that it really matched who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end, school kind of changed. I decided it was not a good fit for me, for my children. So we left and I ended up at Mount Pisgah. And, you know, I, I do believe God had a hand in getting me to that school because mm-hmm. I, I really had no intent of working at that school. We've gone to visit it as an open house for my daughter to go to school there Mm -hmm. and what ended up happening every time I went on the campus there was someone else that I knew or was connected to and Mm -hmm. it just got one thing after another and I kept saying damn what a coincidence what a coincidence and then at some point I just kind of stepped back I was like there's no way there could have been this many coincidences yeah you know, if that's not God beating you on the head, telling you this is where I want you, you know, and so, you know, I made the decision to to go there and um, took a little bit of a pay cut and kind of took a walk on faith. And this is where God wanted me. And I don't know why, but it is. And so ended up there. And, you know, that I think I told you the last time the whole story of how I in a span of a year, gave up being a head coach, went to a classroom, became a classroom teacher and an assistant coach, and then became an AD, Mm -hmm. you know, all 12 months and hadn't planned really to do any of that. So Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I I really do love about Mount Pisgah, where I'm at now, is we are a mission-based Christian school, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, for people that don't really know in in the christian school world you have a covenant school and you have a mission-based school Um, you know where the covenant school the faculty sign a statement of faith the families all sign a statement of faith in a mission-based school the faculty do sign we're a covenant faculty so we do sign a statement of faith but our families do not and for me as a christian i think that's really what we're supposed to be we're 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 not supposed to only be with other Christians, mm-hmm. right? Right. Our, our job is to share our faith. So why would you not want to have people of other faiths or people who don't have any faith or who are trying to figure out where they where their faith is? Why would you not want to have them in an environment where you can share your beliefs and you can give them the opportunity? You know, mm-hmm. it's not that, I mean, we're not going out and trying to convert everybody. We want to expose them to what we what we believe and why we believe it and give them the opportunity to, to learn more about Christ and and, you know, the, the Christian uh, Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was Catholic and they came to Mount Pisgah, let's reverse the roles. How would how would how would they feel if they were at Mount Pisgah? I think they would feel very welcome. Actually, my my assistant, our head athletic trainer, are both Catholics. Um, you know, we still have chapel. Again, our our student chapel services are not. Um, I don't know what the right word. I, they're not trying to indoctrinate people. You know, the the one sense. thing. The, the one thing that I re- that really hit home to me when we first visited the school was, you know, this is who we are. This is what we believe. If that's something that you would like to be part of, that would be awesome. We would love to talk to you. 
If that's not, there are plenty of other really good schools in Atlanta, and we'd be happy to tell you or help you find one. So it wasn't like we're going to change and we're going to bend and we're going to try and be this for you. It's this is who we are. This is what we believe. We would love for you to join us, but we're not going to change for just to get you in the door. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was really kind of a neat. I don't know. It, it really hit home for me. And maybe that was one of those things that over the years I had always felt that some of the school or the, felt the schools I were at, their identity kind of shifted depending upon who you were talking to. And um, Mount Pisgah has not, in my feeling anyway, it's not been that way, you know. And as an athletic director, when I interview coaches, you know, obviously that's one of the things I talk about. And I said, you know, listen, our population of families, you know, the, the kid two years ago, the starting center on our football team was Jewish. You know, our starting tackle this year um, comes from a, a Muslim background. I, I'm fine with that. That doesn't mean they didn't go to chapel. That doesn't mean at, you know, at the end of football practice, when we pray, they got excluded from it. We didn't make them do it, but they were exposed to it. And it and it wasn't something where, hey, what you believe is wrong. Here's what you should believe kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's one of the things, you know, that even even as a as a being in a Christian school. And, and the reason I this is in my mind is we just had a professional development for this on Tuesday is. I think your goal as a Christian school, like talking about the continuum of Christian schools, you know, we're like kind of the middle one is an, what they term it as an organizational where you have chapels, you talk about the Bible, you have lessons, you do that type of stuff. And then what you really in theory would want to be is what's called, you know, like they term it as a dynamic one where you're living your faith, you're doing those things, but there's you can see it in the people, the faculty, and it's not just shared at specific times. It, it is incorporated to everything you do as a school. And I think that's one of those things as, as an educator or as a coach, you constantly have to be reminded of that because we all get caught up in the, well, I've got to, we've got to get this stuff covered in practice, or, or we've got to get these lessons covered that, you know that you should be incorporating or doing these things as part of your preparation, but it's like there's this balance because we're all supposed to be hitting these objectives, whether it's in the classroom or whether it's on the field or court or whatever, because you know we get judged based on the outcome, right? Uh, win a loss or did we cover this material? How did my kids do on the test? So I think, you know, if you're not conscious of that, that you just like anything else, you have to figure out how to incorporate that, not for it to be a standalone separate type of a thing, you know, and, and for me personally, you know, I didn't grow up going to church. That's just not what my family did. I didn't really start going until my wife and I started dating in college. And so for me, you know, I, I'm not as comfortable being in front of people talking about my faith and and now 
over time, I've gotten more comfortable praying in front of people and that. Mm. So I really feel like the way that I've always demonstrated my faith is by my relationships and how I treat people and how I go about things. And so mm. in our coaching staff in general, the you know athletic department, I have some coaches who are, you know, have gone to seminary down to some who, you know, are new in their faith. And my feeling is that's, I want that because that's representative of who our community is. Mm -hmm. And I want those kids to see that in the adults that are leading them, that, that they're still trying to figure it out, that they're, you know, they're at all different parts of their or different places in their faith journey mm-hmm. that's so cool who came and did your pl is it a organization or did y'all bring in a, a individual speaker no we we actually it's um what do they call it the colson coffee house i'm, I'm not i can't remember okay. who exactly was the organization now i it, the whole thing is talking about biblical worldviews Right. And the videos, which are good, are extremely dry um, and not real exciting to do. But they've kind of broken into segments. And actually, this last uh, time, the guy that's the director of development for, the, for our school, Mark Jennings, um, he he watched the videos and then he kind of talked and and took us through this lesson, which was a lot easier to hear and a lot more, um, what's the term? We could apply it a lot more because it was not coming from somebody sitting on a screen, you know, mm-hmm. telling us what we sh- how we should do things, that kind of stuff. So I think it becomes a, a lot more applicable to, to you when someone else can kind of put it in the words and the the feelings of the people that are in that area, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It does. Is Mount Pisgah associated with a church? Is there a church that's it, it, Mount, with it? Yeah, Mount Pisgah Christian School was started by Mount Pisgah United Methodist Church, which sits across the street. Um, you know, as, as many of the Methodist churches here in, in the South especially have decided to separate from the United Methodist Church. Um, it's now just Mount Pisgah. But as a school, we are a standalone or, you know, organization. So the church okay. does not control. We have a great relationship with the church. Uh, pastor Steve, the, the you know, senior pastor at the church is on our board of trustees, um, you know, as it comes to a lot of events. A lot of our faculty and administration go to church there. Um, but we are a separate entity from from the church at this point. That's cool. That's it's interesting in my career. I've been at a couple of different Christian schools, and that relationship can be good or it can be contentious sometimes. And it's great Absolutely. to hear that it's it's a good relationship and y'all get along. That's fantastic. Well, it, and it always it wasn't always that way. I think we've had different heads of school that have um kind of come up at odds with the church. And I I do feel like because we are so close and because that's that's our history, it's important to keep that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I do think there are times where it is important 
to be a separate entity, you know, because as churches do over over time, kind of their philosophy changes or that not the beliefs don't change, but how they want to dictate control can change depending upon who's in charge. And I think as a as a school, um, you need to be a little bit more you can't change kind of with the times if that you know if that's yeah that makes sense yeah that's awesome well i really loved what you said earlier is you guys are going to be who you are and you don't care about trying to mold yourself into something else so you attract people you want to attract people obviously but you're not going to change who you are because there are so many private schools in the atlanta area and that really is is awesome. That's a great stance to take for your school. Well, you know, and it, it's one of those things when when families come and visit, because, you know, the reality is it, one of the things that always schools will talk about is their community, right? Oh, we've got such a great community, whether it's at Mount Pisgah or you go down the road to one of the uh, school there or another few miles and there's another school. They're all going to say kind of the same thing. And so what what I tell parents is you you almost have to feel what that community is when you get there. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I really one of the things I really love about Mount Pisgah is and I tell parents this all the time when they visit, I said, listen, I, I'm a former parent there. My daughter graduated last spring. You know, I've been at, at other Christian schools or, or, you know, independent schools in Atlanta. I said, the thing that you will find at Mount Pisgah is the people that you meet are very authentic. There's there's no show, right? However you meet them on this tour, that's how they are. They don't, they don't change be, just because we have visitors on campus type of thing. And I think when people get on our campus, they really can feel that we are a relational school. That That's who we are. We want our teachers, our coaches to develop relationships with those kids that last well beyond, you know, their time at the school that, you know, when they're on break that they stop by, you know, over Christmas is always neat because you have these kids that graduated that are coming back and it's not just the new graduates. Uh, You know, I had one of the kids stop by yesterday, graduated three years ago. And, you know, so it is, I think when you have a place like that, it feels like home for the kids, right? So when they're away and they come back, they want to go see those teachers, those coaches, because they had such an impact on them during their time at the school. And, you know, and as a coach, you know, we're, we all have win-loss records and all that, but I think you really have to think or or know in your heart that really our our record is judged on the real record is our impact we have on these kids mm-hmm. and and are they better people are they better men husbands sons you know brothers um and for the women the same thing are, are there better wives daughters moms because of something we had played a role in in, in their time at the school coach that is that's awesome and you're talking about your school it's authentic it's a wonderful community 
I just think it's so cool how that's your focus. It's not just bottom line. Hey, we need this this X number of students, and I'm obviously there's a dollar and cents component to it. But what right. I what I'm feeling from you is this is a calling. This is something that we are called to do, and that that shows through. You know, to, to parents and prospective prospective students, I would imagine. No, I, I think absolutely. I, I, you know, I mean, the reality of working at a at a Christian school is you're not going to make the most money. You know, you're you're going to be at a smaller school, so a lot of times you may not have all the resources that you might have at another school. Um, you know, but but the ability to one talk about your faith, share that with others, and really get to know those kids and and have you know one of my for, one of the former people that I, I used to report to made us write write down what is your uh what i can't remember what how he phrased it but it was basically what is your philosophy what is what is it that you are wanting to do and i and i really thought about it and as an ad you know what I what I wrote was I want our students and our families to have a life changing experience uh, as part of the Mount Pisgah Athletic Department. It, it you know it's not that they're all state champions because that's not going to happen. It's not that they win X number of games. It's not that they become the best football player, uh, basketball player, whatever. That that would be great if that all happens. But I want their experience to be that, you know, they draw on that five years, 10 years, 15 years, something that some things that happened as part of their experience of the school. Right. And, you know, this as a coach. We slip into coach speak and cliches a lot of times. And, you know, you kind of feel kind of goofy when you're saying this because it's like my coach said that I never thought I'd say that. Um, but you, the older you get, the more you start seeing the reality that there's a lot of truth in those things. Mm -hmm. And while the kids are in school, I think a lot of times because of youth, they don't have the experience that they don't understand how those, those things, those lessons you're teaching apply to them in the moment. But Mm -hmm. later in life, those are things that they're like, Oh, that's what coach was talking about. You know, that that's what he meant by that, or that's what she meant by that. Um, you know, and the, the reality is what, what we're doing as coaches, we're using sports to teach them about life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and hopefully equipping them um, to, to be successful in whatever they choose to do. Amen, coach. You're preaching. Are you sure you're not a preacher? definitely not definitely definitely not and i mean i think it's it's so cool the work that you you guys are doing because there's so many good public schools in your area too and yes i mean it's it's really cool to see and i got i've got to know people in the christian world in georgia because that's what i worked in when i we lived there right and just see people who are sacrificing financially somewhat to be at a place where they feel like they can talk about Jesus, pray with students, um, right. have those kind of relationships. I just really admire that. Yeah, it's it. I mean, I, you know, I 
it, it's one of those things where, and I started off my my coaches meeting at the beginning of the school year. I said, you know, listen, you know, it, our our job as co- as coaches, yes, it's a profession, right? Just like teaching is a profession, coaching is a profession. I said, but don't lose sight of the fact that we are actually lucky that we get to do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, every day we go to work, we have a chance to impact children that that is going to last well beyond us. I said, you, you think about the number of people that come up to you and when they find out you're a coach, they say, man, I, I really, that's something I really would have wanted to do. And it, you know, when you, you're in the middle of it and you're sacrificing, you're not, well, I could do this and I can make this much money or I can, you lose sight sometimes of how lucky we are to get to do something where we have a tangible impact on people and that, you know, our our influence is something that is that is going to last long after we're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I the visual I when I'm interviewing coaches, I said, you know, here here's my uh, as best I could paint a picture of what what our job as a coach is. I said, if you throw a, a stone into a pond and you see the ripples coming out. What, what we should be thinking about is if that pond is a, you know, a small pond and the ripples start and then it bounces off the sides and then creates other ripples. And you know pretty soon you've got this pond that's got all these ripples going in different directions. Somebody had to start those ripples. Mm-hmm. And so the impact that you have on one child could impact dozens you know, hundreds of other people over the course of their lifetime. And so, you know, that those relationships are so significant because you do have that ability, you know, and and, and I, I'm talking just in the positive sense. I think, you know, the, the thing you don't talk about is coaches have the potential to do that same thing negatively. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? yeah, I think no we, we all think about, if I was walking down the street and saw, you know, a coach walking on the sidewalk coming towards me, was that was that the type of coach where you're going to walk up and you're going to say, hey, coach, how you doing? You know, that it's Ryan Livesey. I, you know, or are you going to be kind of cross the street or turn and face the wall so you don't make eye contact? Mm-hmm. We want to be that coach that that kid's comes back and, and wants to talk to us, not the one that they want to avoid, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I can be both in the same day if I'm not careful. Yes. That's exactly right. We, we all have our moments. We absolutely do. Coach, thank you for coming on and doing this this morning. I always appreciate you coming on. I appreciate reconnecting. I mean, if, I feel like in 2013, 2014, we were texting each other and stuff. And then, right. you know, life gets crazy. People like I move and, this is really good to reconnect. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, coaching is is a very small world. I mean, it it's not, but it feels like it. Um, and I I would say the one thing that I I have tried to hold true in coaching is, you know, you you always want to treat people the way you would want to be treated. Um, not that you're always look going to be looking for something in return. But you never know when your paths are going to cross again, mm-hmm. you know. And as you know, some people are 
are not people you would want to spend a ton of time with um, because of how they how they carry themselves. But at the same time, I, it's kind of the same thing with with kids. I I can only be who I am. I, I can't worry about what so, how someone else is. And you know, if if I can have an impact on them, then then that's that's great. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. You're a good man, good friend. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me again.